probably have heard him speak before if you've been anywhere in any wellness circles in the past 20 years. <laughs> Damien used to have a TV show in New Zealand called Downsize Me, which was very popular. He's a naturopath, nutritionist and chiropractor. Um, he has been a big part of the wellness couch over the years where my podcast was located for a long time and we've spoken at seminars and conferences together and really um, agree on nutrition ideas and thoughts. And this podcast is so interesting because we're talking about how um, our food philosophy and ideas around food has shifted over the years and Damien talks about the importance of ceremony around food. Um, the concept that food is not just about numbers, it's not about counting calories, doing the number crunching and figuring out what's healthy because science says it's healthy. It's so much more than that. And it's just such a fascinating subject. I hope you'll enjoy it. I know you'll enjoy it. Not only does Damien have a lot of wisdom around nutrition and health, but he's also just a lovely guy and super funny. And I know you're gonna love this podcast. So enjoy. Welcome, Damien. It's so good to have you on the show. It's been ages since oh, we've had a good chat. Yeah, too <laughs> long, Joe. It's so great to be here with you. And thank you for inviting me back on your show. I love your show. I love your listeners. Oh, and I, you. it's, you know, I can't believe it's been this many years. I was actually talking about oh. you today with a great friend oh. of mine, great friend of ours. I actually, I don't know if you do know Natisse Shkolkin, used to be Novella Nui. She, no. when I got my Thermomix all those years ago, she said, you've got to look up quirky cooking, she said to Amber. And so Amber looked up quirky cooking and then got all of your recipes that were there. And then from that connection, I then, some, we then connected, like however we connected. Yeah. And then, you know, you've gone on to become world famous throughout the universe. <laughs> and, and I'm still a chiropractor. But I'm, you know, like, it's just, you know, we're having a great time. But a big shout out there to Natisse because I was talking about you today um, and that was kind of how it all began was Natisse saying yeah. you got to check out Joe's recipes and that's how it was. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Natisse. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Oh, well, I was just saying to my daughter, oh, yay, I get to do a podcast with Damo today. I love chatting to Damo. <laughs> oh, we've, had so so, nice. we've had so many good chats over the years and I really miss hanging out with you guys at the Wellness Summit live. But yeah. One yeah. day. Those were the days. Those yeah. were the days back when we could do events and all that sort of stuff. And it was easy, tough to yeah. do. But, uh, you know, a few years ago, you taught Jackson how to make kale eggs. And um, Jackson and literally. Chocolate. And chocolate. That's right. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and Jackson's just moved to Brisbane. So oh, this is Damien's son. My son. He's just mm -hmm. moved to Brisbane. And, um, and I'm sure he'll be, um, I hope he'll be making kale eggs because he nailed it. You know, that's such a beautiful meal. So anyway, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, that, um, that was, if for anyone listening, that was eggs. Oh, sorry, you know, like veggies and kale simmered in stock and then the eggs poached in there. I think we had mm. it for breakfast. I'll say at your place. Yeah, we had it, we had it for breakfast yeah. and a little bit of chilli in there. And yeah, yeah, it was absolutely delicious. And such a healthy meal. Such a yeah. healthy meal. Mm. So good. Gap, is it GAPS approved? Would it be GAPS yes. approved? Yeah. yeah. So what did you what did you have for breakfast this morning? Well, let me tell you a little something. I um, no, I, well, you know how I used to have forage. Well, um, I, a few years ago, at the, at the end of 2019, just before COVID, I actually closed forage down. Right, and so oh, I didn't I, know that. 
yeah, Forrest has been gone for more than two years now. Like, yeah, oh. so yeah, two, yeah, two, two and a bit years. Okay. Um, and a company bought the recipes from me, and uh, just recently I asked them to start making forage again. And so, um, but it's not forage; it's, it's not forage branded. Um, and so okay. I just they make it for my practice basically. And so I just had um some nuts and seeds, basically nuts and seeds, some. <laughs> Uh, rice milk with some yogurt and berries and um, that's how I kicked off the day before I bolted to the golf course to go and play golf this morning and oh nice temperatures it was only five and a half degrees or something what? this morning when I left this morning oh goodness no we're still having lovely final Queensland weather at the moment oh. <laughs> I won't rub it in though <laughs> oh, I, had, I had yogurt and macadamias for breakfast because I was in a rush too so it was like ah. yeah Ran beautiful into the office because Beautiful. I spent time in the garden in the sunshine this morning and then forgot about breakfast until it was time to leave. So mm. it's yeah. a funny thing, you know, like having breakfast is sometimes one of the meals in the day that is outside of ceremony, particularly when you're busy. Yeah. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today was ceremony and philosophy around food. You know, if I go back to when I was on TV all those years ago when I had hair back in 2004, 2005, <laughs> 2006, that sort of time, 2007, um, I had that show Downsize Me. My philosophy was that food had to be perfect. You know, you had to eat mm. everything. Every meal you ate was an opportunity to nourish your body, which is true. Like that still holds true. Um, but there's other ways in which you can nourish your body. But outside, when we talk about ceremony around food, breakfast is one of those meals that, if you've, you know, I, this doesn't happen with me, but if it takes longer to wash your hair um, in the morning than what it otherwise normally would, um, you might find yourself struggling for time to create a beautiful, delicious and healthy breakfast. Um, yeah. And then sit down with your family um, or friends, if you're living with friends or if you're just with your significant other, um, to be able to sit down and then your cat break bread and like have that chat if you're chatting with your cat. But it, of course if, you do. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I think my cat's asleep in my bed at the moment, little Misty. Aww. But um, what the, the ceremony around a meal is as mm. good. I'm going to make a comment. This is broad, a broad sweeping comment that says uh, the ceremony around the meal is as good for you as the meal is you know, from a health perspective, if you make a really healthy meal and you've got bad ceremony around it, it's mm -hmm. not that good for you. If you've got great ceremony and great company and your meal is maybe not as good for you as what it could be, it's probably better for you and has a po more positive net effect. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and this is one of those, it's a realization of mine that as in the morning, if I've got to have a healthy meal, not that if I've got to have, a, if I've got to have a quick meal and I want it to be healthy um, and I make a muesli, you know, up for myself, which has got nuts and seeds and a little bit of dried fruit and um, some, you know, healthy gluten-free grains and all that sort of stuff. So I have all those sorts of things with some yogurt and some berries. If it, even if I, I don't get a chance to sit down and have a conversation, at least it's good for me. It's healthy. Mm. Um, whereas if I was having something that was less healthy for me and I was doing it by myself and it was rushed, it would be less good for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, Yeah, it does. No, I totally agree. And I love that concept of the importance of the way you eat, not just what you eat. Mm. Um, the whole big picture approach. Um, I've noticed it when I'm away traveling um, on an actual holiday, not a work travel. And, yes. you know, you may eat things you wouldn't usually eat at home, like a chocolate croissant or something, because 
you're in France and so you have to. Um, but the whole beautiful, I don't know, the, the lowered stress, the people you're with, um, the enjoyment of being where you are, it seems like I don't, I don't get sick and I don't feel awful afterwards. <laughs> and does that even make sense? Because it, I know when I, when I first started doing GAPS and I was so unwell, um, I went away to the UK for a few weeks to do a trip and I just met so many beautiful people and had the most wonderful connections the whole time. And I just did the best I could with my food and I was more healthy and energetic than I had been for the few weeks before I left. And I just thought, wow, I was just so, I just really enjoyed that trip and the people that I spent time with. And I just always look back at that and think, you know, it's not just what you eat. Mm. <laughs> so we should just like have a little pause on that because I think it's such a, it's a, it's a great thing to recollect and it's a great thing to be clear on. Um, and, and that clarity around what, what drives disease within the body, which is stress, mm-hmm. um, needs to be uh, unpacked because we need to go, okay, what are the stressors that our body faces on a daily basis? So there's the chemical stressor that could come from food or anything that goes in or on your body, right? So that's the chemical stressor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the physical stressor, uh, which could be sitting down. Um, it could be um, carrying a, a bag over one shoulder. It could be um, poor pillow set up, or it might be a really unhealthy bed. Um, it could be mold in the environment. You know, there's those physical which, challenges, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's something. And then you've got your emotional stress. And so if you think about, you know, stress or emotion um, or feelings, those sorts of things, that's, these are all stressors that impact the health of the body and the body has a tolerance limit. So let's go into a holiday environment, which is healthful, which is hanging out with your mates and laughing lots and engaging Mm -hmm. and having a wonderful time and, you know, telling jokes and poking fun and relaxing, (laughs) chilling out your body doesn't have that same load of stress that it's got to deal with so that when another stressor, a chemical stressor, let's say it's a food-based chemical stressor comes into your body, you're not overflowing your stress bucket and, mm. uh, and, and your body's much better able to cope with it. Now, this doesn't mean that you go and eat peanuts if you've got anaphylaxis, you know, we're not talking about <laughs> that sort of thing. You know, what we're talking about is that the health, the net health impact of interaction and interaction with food um, is is greater um, if the other interactions are also great. Yeah, makes so much sense. Mm. So it's it's that bucket filling up the bucket analogy, isn't it? Just the um, every little stress you add, eventually it all flows over. Yeah, and, and in, it's in not reverse. any one thing. That's right. And, yeah, and in and reverse, reverse, it's like banking credits, you know, like as you mm. get healthier and healthier and you get stronger, your body gets stronger and stronger and more robust. And you need to, mm. people need to remember that that's what happens. I've got a great story I'll tell you about my grandfather shortly, but it's a it's a great thing to remember that the body always heals itself, right? So it's mm. all, if, if you give it the opportunity, it will heal itself. So if it's nutrition that it requires to heal itself, it'll do that. If it's peace that it requires to heal mm. itself, then it will do that. If it's a combination of both, it'll do that. If it's movement that it requires, then it will do that, but it just needs no obstacles. So where yeah. you put obstacles in place to stop the body from healing, it, it will struggle to heal. But 
Um, and this is where chiropractic comes into it is that, mm. you know, in a spine that's subluxated or a lifestyle that's subluxated, in other words, a lifestyle that's interfered with or has poor communication, um, where the spine is interfered with or there's poor communication between the brain and the body, then the body will find it harder to heal and to remain healthy and well because it's dealing with other stuff that is distracting. Um, and so essentially the body just doesn't need interference. You just got to take away interference and mm. provide it with the nourishment that it requires. That's nourishment through the eyes, through the ears, through the nose, through the mouth, you know, through the skin contact, that sort of nourishment is what the body requires to heal. It's a great thing to remember. And that's a really good way of looking at, you know, what we did when we were working on healing the gut, it's taking away the food interference for a while. And it's like, you, it's not like you never have sometimes foods ever again, but you yeah. take out the interference while you're trying to heal yeah. and get in those really nourishing foods. And then your body just heals so much quicker. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. 100%. You can still throw in all the healthy stuff. And if you have those uh, foods that are the blocks to healing, the the great food and the supplements and the other things the fermented foods everything that you're making and creating to assist and aid in health and healing is being disrupted or interfered with by the interruptors the stressors mm. yeah mm. well tell us a bit about your food philosophy because it's funny i actually just posted about my food philosophy the other day because i had this sudden influx of followers um, from my new carrot cake recipe and I know what happens I post a good cake recipe and I get all these <laughs> followers who just want cake and then they go what is this woman going on about when I talk about gut health or something <laughs> so I'm like I better just let them know that this isn't all about cake cake is included <laughs> mm -hmm. so I shared a bit about my whole food philosophy but I'd love to hear how yours has changed over the years as I think that's what you were hinting at earlier. yeah yeah, it kind of has. Um, okay. I think so. A, a great friend of mine, Vicky Kelly. Um, Vicky is um, is, a, is a great friend of mine. She lives in New Zealand, and there used to be this chocolate bar called a keto bar. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of keto bar. I have before. heard of it, but I don't yeah. think I've eaten it. <laughs> I wouldn't eat them. They're not nice. I mean, they're, they're just, they actually are disgusting. But they work um, in the ketogenic. Um, fashion um, to assist people with losing weight using a ketogenic fat loss system, right? Yeah. So when I used to run ketosis um, in my practice as a as a method for helping people lose body fat or to manage blood sugar levels, cardiovascular disease, et cetera, et cetera, and ketosis was successful in that sort of space, um, keto bars were an option for people that they could they could have. And uh, what Vicky used to say is that she felt that a particular flavor would cause her to um, be less healthy than the other flavor, but the ingredients were exactly the same. It was that the natural flavor uh, was different in each of them, but the one that she didn't like the flavor of um, was not going to be good for her, but the one that actually she liked the flavor of the, then that was going to be better for her health. And I was always like, what are you talking about? Like, it's exactly the same thing. You know, we go food by numbers here. If we look at the nutrient levels, the vitamin A, the B, the C, the D, the E, the K, we look at all those nutrients, the protein, the fat, the carbohydrates, do the maths on that. It's exactly the same. I go, you're crazy, Vicky. And she's like, Damo, one day you'll understand what I'm talking about. And it took me a few years to kind of work out what she was talking about. Um, and to the extent that Marcus and I will often say, 
that it's far better for you to have an unhealthy meal, laughing with your friends and hanging mm. out and being jovial and not having that stress than to sit in the corner, sucking down a kale smoothie all by yourself with resentment. And, uh, and so, <laughs> Love it. you know, hating life. I don't life, want a kale smoothie anyway. <laughs> bloody kale smoothies. I don't want to. <laughs> Who wants to be around kale? Yeah. We love no, nah, we love kale. Kale's a good guy. <laughs> um, kale broccoli, shout out to you. Um, so <laughs> so where I was really into the nuts and bolts of nutrition and really felt that if your nutrition levels were ideal, then you could, you know, live a long, healthy life. Um where I was where I was with that was kind of misguided, I have to say, because mm. upon reflection, when I look at you know, people that I've been introduced to um, or met with or gone on holidays with that have lived a great, long, healthy life, uh, though not all of them have an unbelievable diet, you know. Mm. And so it left me kind of wondering and thinking, you know, what what's missing? What's, what's different um, in this philosophy versus my philosophy? Surely the science must stack up. And, and this is one of the conversations Jackson and I, you know, we just referenced Jackson before. One of the conversations Jackson and I used to always have was he, we'd see something, you know, let's say it's a tree and it's split in half and it grew, you know, two things. And, they, and, and, and he would go, I would go, how good is nature? Like, how good is that? And he goes, yeah, but how good science? And I'm like, Science got nothing to do with it. He goes, yeah, science, like that explains what's going on there. I go, no, 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 you can't explain that. That's that's nature. <laughs> like, this is The tree wants to do that. Like plant a seed, put it with some cotton wool, some sunlight and some water, and then the seed's going to grow up and the roots are going to go down. Even if you turn the seed upside down, the seed's root system's still going to go down and the, and the tree's going to go up. I said, and I say, well, that's nature. And he goes, no, how good science that, you know, that it's incredible. I'm like, dude, you just, pushing my buttons he goes no no dad that's what it is i'm like mate one day you'll know what i'm talking about and that was the lesson that vicky basically taught me was mm. that it's not about the numbers it's yeah. it's about the nature the natural intelligence and you bring more natural intelligence into your body by having conversation mm. and looking at good things and hearing good things um, and putting on your body good things um, and surrounding yourself with positive chemicals and positive thoughts and positive affirmation. That's that's better for you. So that's kind of reframed my philosophy around food. That doesn't mean that I go to Macca's and tell funny yeah. jokes because I can't tell <laughs> funny jokes. But I uh, but I don't go to Macca's either. But the thing is that the idea is that I'm less punishing on myself um, mm. and less hard on myself. Um, if I can't get organic, but I still eat healthy food, or if um, maybe I have an extra coffee in a day, um, yeah. I've probably, you know, loosened the noose a little bit there. And, mm. you know, I look at those people who have made it to a hundred and, and they're not vegan, you know, none mm. of them. So. Mm. Yeah. No, I love that. I think I had to learn that the hard way too, because I, I think it's hard when you're going through really major health issues and you have to pull out all those interrupters for a while you can sort of get stuck on the idea that that was what healed you yeah if you know what I mean um so when I first started working on my diet it was a case of pulling things out that were causing me to react like gluten dairy all the things yeah um but if I would have just stayed there I wouldn't really have gotten any healthier I just would have been pausing some of the reactions a little or reducing them a little. Um, but it was when I started really working on, you know, what I was adding in and also reducing all the stress and the emotional um, changes that I worked on and, yeah, just 
learning to relax was huge for me because I've always been a very <laughs> um, intense, I guess, person and I just was always going, 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 never rested. Um, and when I learned to rest and calm down and de-stress as well as change my diet, that's when the big changes happened. And now I've been able to bring, you know, those foods back in that now and then, like, well, dairy, for instance, I was so, like, I reacted so badly to dairy, even butter and ghee. And now that's definitely back in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just thinking of it the way that you're talking about just makes so much sense. It's not about taking things out and calling them bad foods. It's not about, um, yeah, having a super strict black and white diet, but you may need to do that for a little while, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. And I 100% agree because taking away the cause of subluxation, Mm. taking away the cause of the block or the cause of the stress, taking away that for a period of time to enable the body to heal is so important. So it's, yeah, I I totally get that. But, you know, if you just think about it, it's good for all of your listeners just to kind of dial in and just check in and just see how their body's feeling right now as we talk about that, Um, Mm. you know, are you nervous or are you anxious about the thought that maybe you could bring in some of those foods that you, you might have not been having for quite some time? And if you are, that level of anxiety could in fact be holding you back a little bit. You know, that fear could in fact be holding you back a little bit. So I'm not about to prescribe a different diet or a different lifestyle for you because that's not my intention. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that in the dialing back of um, stress and anxiety and rigor, um, and the tension associated with having to follow a diet very strictly or to mm. um, limit your intake um, because you do get a little bit of bloating or whatever it is, you know. So uh, whatever your symptoms are, it's it's worthwhile keeping all of that in check and just c- keeping it, framing it for its, you know, framing it for its purpose. You know, a symptom that the body actually creates is a result of a reaction to whatever it is, you know, whether it be airborne or, you know, oral going into your body, whatever, however, whatever, however it hits your body, the symptom is your body saying, Hey, I've got this under control. I'm trying to do something. If it's out of control, it's too much. So you got to dial back the stress even more. Um, Mm. And those stressors, physical, chemical, and emotional, all three of them affect the body in the same way. Yeah. So interesting. I have had a lot of people ask me when I posted about my food philosophy um, and I said, I'm not always perfect. I'm not like saying that I always have 100%, you know, best choices or all organic food or anything. I'm, I'm all about doing the best you can where you are with what you've got yep. and um, just really having that balance. And I had a few people message me privately and said, can you please share more moments where you're not eating perfectly because we need to see that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I don't want to make people think, oh, well, Joe eats fish and chips, so I'm going to go get them all the time or something like that. So I guess it's what, you know, what do you do in this area? Do you, another question I got was, what's the percentage of how... Mm. How you, I'm like food by numbers, food by numbers. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, this is so good. Um, when I was doing the TV show, Joe, I would actually send my friends off to Moven Pick so they could buy ice cream, so I wouldn't get caught eating ice cream because <laughs> in the public eye, they're like, "You're downsized me, Damo. Why are you eating ice cream?" And you're yeah. telling other people they can't. 
Um, and mm. I just didn't want to have to go into all that sort of stuff. Or if I wanted to have some chocolate, and I love chocolate. Marcus and I were talking about that today on 100 Not Out. I love yeah. eating chocolate. So um, I would send them to go and buy the chocolate um, because I didn't want to be caught with chocolate in my shopping basket. <laughs> I had to have like a whole basket full of fruits and vegetables. And, you know, everybody's I, looking. Everyone's lo- everyone was looking at me and mm. it was um, it was a strange thing. Like everyone's looking at you, Joe, and saying, hey, tell us how often do you have bad food or how often are you not perfect? And so that in itself puts pressure on you, Joe, doesn't it? Because yeah. like, you get this pressure because you go, oh, my gosh, you know, um, I just kind of live the way I live. I do what I do. There's no real percentage to it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that that's a that's a philosophical shift. Like that's a, a massive mm. philosophical shift. But you need to move you you move your body in the direction of that. So it's not that you just get to go. Oh well, I'm throwing caution out with the wind, and I'm I'm just going to have a bucket of yogurt. You know, that's not how it works. It's you kind of you you move into the space of being really healthy. And then you, you bring those other foods back in. It's kind of like when you look at FODMAPs, you know, when people are, mm-hmm. you know, eliminating FODMAPs for a period of time and then they stay off them forever. Um, mm-hmm. That's a problem that like yeah. that, that creates a bigger problem because the bacteria, mm-hmm. the microbiome within the person's body um, adjusts, it downward adjusts. It doesn't upscale, mm-hmm. it downscales to manage the, the diet or the food, the nutrients that are going into the body. So it's only really now responsible for the digestion and the reaction to the foods that are going into it. So for example, if you removed um, oxalates from your body, you would find that the bacteria species that would help you digest oxalates would start to die off and not be in sufficient right. enough quantities for when you bring the oxalates back into your diet so that when you bring the oxalates back into your diet and you haven't had them for long enough that now your microbiome shifted and changed, you have a bigger reaction to them than what you would have had otherwise had you brought them in at the right time. So it's, it's, it's not so much about having an exclusion diet for a long period of time. It's about excluding the things that are a right to exclude and bringing in as much as you possibly can, as quickly as you can to find that healthy point. Um, and then build upon that healthy point and then challenge your body from time to time because your microbiome will adjust and, and rebuild itself. That's, that's what the human body is designed to do. So I ended up just basically answering and saying, well, what's bad food? Like to me, something that may be fine may not be fine for you. Um, and for instance, at different seasons of life, things have been fine for me where other times they haven't. So um, at the moment, I'm eating a little bit of sourdough bread. I couldn't eat it a while ago because it would have. I would have reacted. Um, Are you really? I don't think it. Yeah, I don't That's think it's amazing. I know. Yeah. I said That's I don't so think it's a bad food at all. Like a, a traditional, good quality sourdough bread is a great food. But at the same token, if I have that two or three times a day, that's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually put on weight these days, so. <laughs> that's the greatest <laughs> that's the greatest i um i really love that i love that and I, I think i go back to when we started the wellness guys um and then we started the wellness couch and you know went through that whole journey all together and tens of thousands of people tens of thousands of people hundred, maybe potentially hundreds of thousands of people i don't know if it ever got to the millions but probably hundreds and certainly maybe tens of hundreds of thousands of people for you, Joe, (laughs) maybe even tens of millions, but um, but people followed us on our journeys, right? 
They followed mm. us on our journeys. And some people came along for the journey for a year. Some people came along the journey for two or three years. Some people were on the journey for five years. Some have been on the journey for 10 years. You know, here we are. Uh, where did the wellness guy start in 2011? So it's 11 years ago. The wellness guys, oh no, longer than that. Um, started in 2000 and goodness gracious, 2008, the wellness guy started. So there okay. we are 14 years ago, just as podcasting kind of began. So some people have been on that journey for the whole time. And in that mm. journey has been evolution and shift and change. But if people dropped off the wagon, you know, way back then, then they might still think, that certain foods are good and bad. And I think as mm. our language has kind of changed and our understanding yeah. has evolved, um, the understanding of the role of food and nutrition and nourishment and repair and rest and um, mm. regeneration and all those sorts of things, that understanding of parasympathetic versus sympathetic and all of this extra stuff that we now understand over, you know, as a result of 14 years or so of extra study and investigation. Mm -hmm. it, if you got off the boat too early, then you probably still think that there's good and bad foods. Yeah. And you probably still think that there's a right and a wrong way. And you possibly still think there's only one way to exercise, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So um, the, the evolution of wellness is now it's about finding what works for you as opposed to what is right or what is wrong. So mm. we used to be so black and white about it, didn't we, Joe? Like it was like, yeah. this is the way to go and there's no, better, mm. there's no other way. And you look at people like Ben Greenfield, for example, taking, I don't know, is he taking – 100 different tablets or supplements every day because he thinks oh. that he's going to be able to biohack his way to 100 or 140. I think he wants to live to 140. So I think about, <laughs> you know, where that's gone. So I'd he's rather gone. just die young and not have to take all the tablets. Same, right? <laughs> like, just get me to 70. I'll be happy with that. But um, maybe not. I want to get to 100. Okay. But I, yeah. so for me, that like to take supplements to that extent just mm. seems to be a toxic load on the body as opposed to a nutritious load on the body. So just because it's called nutrition doesn't mean it's nutritious. It's just, it, it it's in itself to some extent toxic. So you've got to be mindful of that. So I think this evolution bit, this evolution piece is really more about where have we got to with our understanding of how the body actually works. And I, I tell you what, I am ridiculously excited that you are having some dairy and that you are having Quite some sourdough. <laughs> and, but I love that, you know, because that's yeah. a full circle kind of thing. Because at one point yeah. in your life, like where we were, where we were couldn't. you couldn't do it. And we're mm -mm. talking gaps and we're talking uh, mind and all that sort of stuff. And mm. where all that and the mind foundation, where all that sort of was going, that's so important at the time. And it's mm. so important to manage um, a condition or a situation. But when yeah. you move through that, um, then there's, there needs to be the opportunity that, to give yourself permission to graduate yeah. through that stage, you know, to graduate through that, to be, um, yeah. to be back in society again, so to speak. <laughs> it's funny. I did, I did meet a guy um, at a party a few, couple of years ago or about, probably about a year ago that I'd known from years ago. And he was like, um, I took these bliss balls to the party that I'd made that were really delicious, made with Dutch processed cocoa rather than cacao. You know, and they're just that smoother, more mm. normal chocolate so, taste. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Can you teach Jackson would... how to make that one? That'd be good. Sure, sure. And they were just <laughs> so good. Anyway, oh, they were like a, I think they were the peanut butter chocolate fudge kind of ones. But anyway, I put them out on the table and he didn't see that it was me that put them there. And he came along and started eating. He's, oh, these are so good. These are so good. Who made these? And I said, I did. He goes, yeah. And he started going <laughs> off about how my food was always so awful. <laughs> and blah, 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 like 
in front of everyone at this party. And oh, I was just like, gosh. oh my goodness. And I think it was just that back at the very beginning of my journey, it was very much dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, um, raw cacao, you know, all the things because that's what I needed at the time. But to him, it was just like so wild and so out there. Um, and so it's actually kind of nice now. I can take things to a party and people are like, this is great. <laughs> I still think I had nice food back then, but you oh know. my gosh, your food is incredible! <laughs> but you know, but you think about the flavor profile um, of people. Mm. You know, where their sweet palate sits, where their salt palate yes. sits, you know, where their savory palate is, all that sort of stuff. You know, if people are so geared for high flavor, um, yeah. when they get a real flavor, like the natural, the really natural stuff, what the way it's mm-hmm. meant to taste, yes. um, it's quite threatening um, and very different. You know, really it different. Is. But that's that doesn't mean that carob is meant to be consumed. I've got to tell you, carob is disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. <laughs> Who invented carob? <laughs> I well, don't it's know. definitely not from the gods. I went through a carob stage for a short time, but I soon got over it. Yeah, well done. I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know if we could have been friends if that was the case. So. <laughs> uh, uh, totally. oh, that's good. Um, one yeah. of the things that I mentioned to you in the little text message when you said, Damo, do you want to come on the podcast was I'd like to talk about, you know, where we are with wellness, you know, these days, because yes. clearly it's changed. And then obviously my mm-hmm. food philosophy, um, but where my food philosophy is right now is, um, is more around the ceremony of it really. Uh, and it mm-hmm. comes down to the creation of a meal um, and then the sitting down of a meal and a conversation and the joy around um breaking bread with your friends and family. That's really what it is. And of course, I'm going to choose healthy food. And of course, I'm aiming for as many vegetables in my diet as I possibly can. Mm. And of course, I want organic wherever I can get it. And, and there's those sorts of things like there's some, there's some rules around, you know, what a healthy lifestyle might be consumption of water, um, making sure that your bowels are moving, eating, you know, lots of different types of fiber and good quality proteins and the right carbohydrates, you know, carbohydrates being fruits, vegetables, and salads, you know, ideally, prim- you know, primarily. So making sure that all of those fundamental components are there, but I'm not so strict these days um, mm. on everything, you know, like I don't, I don't have that same level of strictness um, because I look for more from the meal as opposed mm. to just the, the food-based nourishment. So you know, there's that conversation piece and the happiness piece and that ability to sit and not have to scoff at, you know, taking time to savour. Yeah, mm. so important. Mm. Well, we've had a pretty good few days. We had a um, a big potluck lunch on Sunday. We had birthday party dinner for my dad last night. We had a birthday lunch today with family. <laughs> wow. I've been doing well. Wow. Awesome. I'm happy and healthy. Yeah. And your hair's glowing. You're glowing. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. You. I love it. Uh, so good. But yeah, that's such a good conversation and a really good reminder because we do get slack sometimes at home with the kids that are grown up all disappearing constantly it's a good reminder to take the time at least a few times a week to sit down all together and really eat together and make the effort to do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a great thing. When we were in Korea, um, a beautiful lady came with us, Shona and Shona bought me and Jackson a little gift and Marcus a gift as well. And so we're in Korea and there's this little pottery place um, where everything's done by hand and you know hand, like put in a kiln and painted and all this sort of stuff and I don't know what happens with pottery but anyway that's what they do and <laughs> so they do this and and 
Shona bought this beautiful little shaker and this shaker we used as a, what we call, she said, this is a gratitude rattle. I don't know what it really was, but she called it a gratitude rattle. And we used to rattle this thing at the table and, um, and we give three gratitudes, you know, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for this. And that was kind of like the journey in the beginning of bringing everything back to the table, you know, away from Mm. the couch, away from the television and that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff like being showing that level of gratitude and, um, that's a really great ritual to continue with. And, and it you know, is. yeah, I think it's really nice. Um, and that's, that stood the test of time too. Um, that's and, but, it's, but that's an ornament. The other thing I wanted to share was that story about my grandfather, you know, yes. the body will always heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to understand this. So my grandfather died at 99 years wow. old and 350 days or 349 days it was. Oh. so he nearly made it to 100 nearly. he had a little slip a little trip and he banged his head and split his mm-hmm. head open and then very rapidly declined after that didn't break anything except his skin and i think maybe that rattled his consciousness and something yeah. something something happened you know um so he needed extra care went into a home facility didn't want to be in a home facility got very depressed and so that stress that emotional stress then became the subluxation so then he stayed in bed that became the physical subluxation and the food of course in those places was the chemical subluxation and and so he had a subluxated lifestyle now the reason why i say that is because a couple of weeks before he passed away um he had a cut uh on his arm and I was concerned about this cut and then when he passed away, the cut had healed itself. And it was only like a couple of weeks later. And we're talking like a man who was nearly a hundred years with really crappy food and a subluxated lifestyle wow. uh, because of where he was. Um, but his body still wanted to heal it. So his body was still trying to heal the skin and trying to still fix it up until the day that he died. Mm. And, and it's really important to remember that, that the body will continue to want to be alive and want to continue to heal and grow and regenerate and, and stitch tissue up for as long as there's life force in it. And mm. the life force that runs through your body um, only exists in living things. Like it doesn't exist in anything that's dead. Everything that's dead decomposes. Things that are alive age. It's very, it's a very different, you know, thing that happens with aging versus decomposition. So um, aging just means that it's slow to heal, but it still wants mm. to happen. Whereas decomposing means it can't heal. So if you think about that, um, the body always wants to heal. And if you give it the opportunity to heal, it will. Um, and if you take away the subluxation or you take away the obstacle, um, then it will heal better. And I think it's really important to, yeah. Yeah, to love that mm. message because it's a great message. You give it what it needs. It'll do its job. Yeah. 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 And that could even be dairy or sourdough bread. Could be, especially <laughs> if it's fermented dairy. That's right. That's right. Fermented dairy, exactly. What about cultured and dairy? Good bats. What about yeah, cultured dairy? Yeah, I do have a lot of that. Yep. Cool. Mm. I love that. That's, we might have to put you on a hundred night out on the on the stand again and <laughs> ask you some questions about where your diet's gone to. And um, you know, I still come back to it, Joe. I, I think that the fundamental place where a diet should be is something around what's been described as the Mediterranean diet. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, something similar to what that actually is, the simplicity of it. Mm. And, and you just, guys have experienced that firsthand in Ikaria. That's right. And even mm. if you look at an Asian version of the Mediterranean diet, which is the Okinawan diet, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's just vegetables mm. and protein. That's, it. it's, that's as simple as what it is. Some people might like to label yeah. that paleo, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's just healthy eating, which is Mediterranean. Yeah. Mm. And that's exactly what I always feel best on and most energetic and my thinking is clearest. Um, but yeah, I do let the other things in a little. 
<laughs> good joe good. that's lifestyle that's so great that's so great yeah. joe. well thank you so much for sharing that i think that's really a good reminder for us all to um yeah stress less about the food enjoy um get the family and friends around and um just do the best you can with your food and yeah yeah keep the yeah. stress levels low be kind to yourself yeah Mm, so good nice Nice. well thank you for coming on the show it was nice to chat to you again thank you joe hopefully hopefully we'll end up in the same place sometime and actually have a meal together that'd be nice that'd be (laughs) nice i'll head up to far north queensland because i don't know i don't think you're going to want to come down to mexico down here it's cold down here. not for a little while it's a bit cold yeah, but we'll it's a nice come up change there. as long as it's only a few days. <laughs> yeah, well, now that Jackson's up in, in Queensland, um, oh, there you go, it'll be a bit easier. We're, we're only 2,000 kilometers more. Yeah, well, it's halfway, Jack's halfway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll hold you to that. I'll All right, come for dinner. I will. <laughs> okay, <Thanks, Joe. laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, Joe, see thanks, ya. Joe. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>